0: Hello and a warm welcome. Um, to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. GMT. I'm your host, Anu, and I use this platform to share not just expert, but also my ideas and considered best practices um, about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to if you don't make it to the PPC Chat Live discussions, um, and if you... And even if you do, then like, follow, share, retweet on, um, yeah, that's right, Twitter with my handle, the Marketing anu. Um, And to see snippets, quotes from um, the previous podcast, follow um, our dedicated podcast um, Instagram page as well at um, PPCChat underscore Roundup. That's our Instagram um, um, page, PPCChat underscore Roundup. So today, led by the awesome Julie Bicini, um, talks us through and leads us with the topic of platform hitting gems. So all those secret tips and tricks that the experts um, have used along the way that you know sometimes not a lot of other people know about. And in fact, today the most exciting part of this discussion for me was that it was done multi-platformed. For um, we had Brett, but Brett's. Badowski, Kirk Williams, um, Julie herself and myself and a few others vocally chat through the discussion as well on brand Banking New Chat Platform, Clubhouse, um, it's still an alpha test and it's very, pretty much invite only. And um, even I only have like two invites to give out. Um, I think only people only get two invites to give out. So um, thanks to Kirk for that for my invite. Um, so yeah, let's see what was shared on Twitter and on Clubhouse. Um, so to start off with, um, Julie says, um, yeah, join me today. Um, to where we'll be talking platform hidden gems, lesser known features and capabilities you love. Um, yeah, there were several of them. That was um talked about today um, and so yeah Julie like starts us off usually saying yeah hello and thank you all for joining today we're going to be talking platform hitting gems discussing lesson known capabilities that you love but first how are you doing today and I think that's a very important questions in our times um, especially on the cusp of the US um, getting a new administration just just wish for them like a peaceful transition for them um, and yeah with the national lockdown in the UK how are we doing? Is a very, very loaded question. Then that I feel just answering fine isn't a good enough response. And I'm glad a lot of our experts don't just um, reply with fine. So um, we've got quite um, a people, quite a few people, a few people um, saying that yeah, loving PPC chat on Clubhouse, especially from women from the UK. Wait, is PPC chat on Clubhouse only rehashed? On, only rehashed on Twitter? No, it's on Twitter and Clubhouse. Kami Karras goes, good morning. And um, PPC chat, well-rested after long holiday weekend retreat, but on edge to get through this week. I'm due a holiday. I need to book in a day um, very soon <laughs> as well. Jim Banks was like, um, "Woohoo, we're live on Join Clubhouse with PPC Kirk, Brad Badoskin, um, Julie Cini, Andrea Cruz. Um, and yeah, that was the chat. And um, we've got Emma France also saying my weekly meetings for this hour. were both cancelled. Yay! So I'm thrilled to be joining, P- joining PPC Chat. Chat for the first time in ages. Um, so yeah, Julie goes on to question one saying, What are your favorite lesser-known or hidden gems in Google? ads uh it's a shame that I didn't um join early because I was in a meeting pretty much for the first half of the chat. Um uh, to answer now, um, that's a hidden gem. Like yeah, sqr's art copy. It's like it's I feel there's no really hidden gems, but it's just about doing trying different tactics. I'm all about testing. I'm all about not working in silos. I'm all about, you know, making sure what you're doing, what your volumes are, matches what other channels are having. And um, yeah, using some of like the interests that you're seeing in SEO to use keywords to bid on. If you're seeing, you know, test what will work on, on, on multi-channels. For me, I don't think that's a, Um, Hitting gem, gem. Sorry, Um, but I think that's always that's really the most important thing to do on Google Ads. Test a lot of things, especially keywords that you're bidding on, that you're similarly doing, on um, that you're similarly um, optimizing for on SEO. Um, And then, yeah, we've got um, John Kagan replying as well, saying um, a few of them, video labs for true A-B video tests, detailed demographics and website call tracking. Um, Emma Franks, more from an audit standpoint, one of my favorite settings to check, which I found a lot don't know about, is targeting expansion at the ad group level. Disabling means remarketing campaigns will only be to the list you've targeted. Otherwise, data gets muddy. That's very interesting. Amalia goes, "Uh, to be honest, I'm exhausted. uh, How are you? I totally understand that, Amalia. Um, Kirk Williams replies, I think the reporting UI is something I don't hear people um, of using too much, but it's pretty exhaustive in what it can do. Andrea Cruz says, exclusions of, on any kind. I don't think this is a hidden gem, but people forget um, about them all the time. Yes, exclusions, placements, exclusions, negatives, keyword negatives, uh, loads of exclusions, audience exclusions, especially when you're doing remarketing, especially when you're doing remarketing lists for search ads. Totally agree with you there, Andrea. Um, Dogart Thomas replies, don't know if it's a hidden gem, but I do love conversion rate by impression as a general health metrics. That's interesting. Julia replied, sadly, my favorite hidden gem on Google ads used to be dynamic search ads because it gave you insight into how Google views your site and also query data. But that is no more. Yeah, because we are because of the hidden searches that um, Google doesn't give data on anymore. Ah, bad Google. Um, Kurt gives a second parties um answer to question one, saying, and they keep adding more things in and visually updating the UI as well. It, 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 um, I think, I, I believe this is um, following on his answer about the reporting UI. That's correct. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Sean Ellie replying to question um, one, saying, custom intent audiences for display, priority settings, and inventory filters for shopping promotion extensions for search. Those are some very good tips there. Um and then yeah, we've got um, a Dan Purting Hidden gem DFSA dynamic for search ads, isn't even for shopping still in beta for a few years. Anyone else using it? Oh, definitely not me. I've never never used that one. I don't know anyone in my team who is as well. Corey Hank replies to uh, question one, saying placement and combo report for YouTube ads. Tons of audience research on those who convert or watch for an extended period. Of time, um, and then Emma Franks continues to answer question one, saying, "Along similar lines, adding intent or other audiences to search campaigns for observation to better understand your segment and their behaviors." That's a very, very good one too. And then we've got Albert Roy who replying to question one, saying, "Custom columns, I think they are awesome, and it helps a lot to optimize the campaigns on the UI." Julie then goes on to question two, saying, "What are your favorite lesser-known or hidden gems in Facebook?" But before we go into that, we've got Sam replying, saying, probably the Google Ads API in reply to question one, saying, love that thing, and there are still some cool bits of data that can be accessed via the API that aren't always available elsewhere, though there are there are some that have started to go away, like app or display placements. Alison Miriani replies to question one, saying, not so much hidden, but audience insights can be great for figuring out the competition and then spying on them for new ideas, <laughs> Nice one, yeah, audience insights, there we go. Um, Davis Baker replies to question one as well, saying not really a hidden gem, but the paid and organic report is super helpful to see how the two channels perform with and without each other. Yes, definitely something you should be looking at. Um, Emma Franks um, continues to answer question one, saying not specific to Google Ads, but Google Trends is also very helpful to, ass- uh, to assess search behavior over time. I think it's also partly what the new insight tab in Google Ads is, is base, um, what the new insights tab in Google Ads is based on, even. Um, Julia um, goes another answer to question one, (laughs) surprisingly, even though she's already given question two. Uh, She says, if you want to know what Google thinks your CTR should be, you can check in the keyword planner, too. Exactly. Um, We've got Ryan Benyon's answer to question two, saying, I think there's a lot of opportunity to create custom metrics. Now it's not going to be super beneficial as attribution is getting muddier, but I am shackled Um, but i'm shackleford um that's a handle has great dashboards for measuring efficiency between video static ads that have been game changers for me emma France replies to question two saying that ltv for custom audiences is one that i look uh, um, i took a long time to adopt even though i knew it was a thing mostly it was because i was doing lead gen and didn't have revenue data but i found creating value scores for different levels of engagement can be a great proxy I'm um, called cool. Sol- Solzoway to replies to question one saying, not hidden, but all about the use case reporting beneficial for large e-commerce accounts when auditing accounts. I love customer reports to see if products are spending in more than one campaign due to a missing everything else exclusion or poor priority rules. Leo Pinon replies to question two, saying Facebook ad library to spy on competitors. Many people are still not familiar with this tool. Facebook ad library to spy on competitors. I am familiar with that tool. That's actually quite a good insight. And that's really the the biggest thing I use uh, Facebook and Facebook ads for, to see what our competitors are doing and seeing whether we should be doing similar to what they're doing. Corey Hank replies to question two, saying, promoting posts with a product tag inside the Facebook Ads UI. This allows for another engagement for users while also leading them to a shopping uh, shopping experience. Um, We have um, Emma continuing to answer to question two, saying, Creative Hub was also a huge asset when I was agency side. Let's use... Let you, lets you draft ads and share with clients for approval or revision before building in the account, saves a lot of clutter and don't have to worry about drafts disappearing or accidentally publishing. So creative hub, huge asset when was agency side. Um, Andrew Miller replies to question one saying it's a bit nerdy and not always helpful, but the expanded QS columns. Ooh, I don't know. Relying too much and looking too deep into quality score is something I feel in this group of people. We're like, ah, don't really rely on that one. It's really uh, an outdated metric. But anyway, landing page um, expectation, expected CTR ad relevance are great starting points for diagnosing, diagnosing performance issues from Google's perspective. Interesting. Julie then um, goes on to uh, answer question two, saying, again, this answer is not going to be the same going forward, but I worked on an account that was just using Facebook to learn about their audiences. It was fascinating. It was all testing and then seeing who liked or responded to what more um, Taleb Kabara replies to question one, saying rules: you can set up rules to pause keywords, ads, campaigns when they exceed cost per click or cost per conversion, or when page duration session is less than five seconds. I think that's a good one. Rules based on metrics. I I did rules um, based on like ad copy changes or countdown changes or when a sales was over, but actually based on metrics. Um, yeah, didn't realize that was that was something you could do. So that's a good shout. Jordan Stark replies to question two, saying the event manager is actually pretty cool. Thanks for that. Albert replies to question two, saying automated rules I prefer to use through Reveal Bot and creative reporting at account level. Steve Hammer replies to question one, saying I think people sleep on the built-in experiments function of Google Ads. AB um, ad copy tests are one thing, but you can test so much more if you commit to using the draft um, experiment and scripts, naturally. Um, I think that, yeah, a response to that was from Andrew Miller saying experiments, take a little getting used to, but is definitely underutilized, reminds me that I need to get back in that habit, get into it. Um, And then we've got um, Emma Franks replying to question two again saying, test and learn is an awesome element of Facebook ads as well. It's very similar to campaign experiments in Google ads, but I like that there are different types of tests or metrics you can select from, so you can select from not just CPL um, over conversion. And a very interesting answer from Harrison Phillips in answer to question one. Um, He goes, I don't know how lesson known um, it is at this point, but I'm still a big fan of custom audiences and more specifically generating lists based on influencer URLs, competitors, non-branded keywords. Um, and then, yeah, I've got cold replying to that competitor list for sure. Great way to drive impressions and budget clicks without getting into a bidding war, as clients <laughs> love to call it. Yeah, competitor terms, bidding on competitor terms can lead into your CPCs just increasing for not much gain. Jordan Stark replies to question one saying, I recently ran a display test for custom audiences, three ad groups, three different audiences, one competitor URLs as search terms, two competitor names as search terms, three competitor URLs as URLs, Um, URLs as search terms, one. I'm still testing it, but I was amazed. Um, That's interesting, especially the third one, three competitor URLs as URLs. Can you do that? Um, that sounds, sounds like he's actually sending traffic to competitor terms. He's paying to send traffic to competitor sites. I don't know. I'm hoping that's wrong. and <laughs> I've got that wrong. Um, Julie Bicini then goes on to give question three, saying, what are your favorite lesser known or hidden gems in Microsoft ads? Ah, I hope there's plenty, because I just don't feel like Microsoft is being used to its full potential, because lesser volumes is always the case. And maybe it's just that, yeah, the those... Um, um, tools or gems that should be used are very much not known <laughs> um, Emma Franks gives another answer to question two, saying I've also found video view campaigns for building um, audiences to be great prospect with video then retarget videos uh, then retarget viewers in conversion campaigns cheaper and total way to find nurture convert audiences um, Andrea Cruz replies gives, question, uh, gives an answer to question three saying can I repeat my answer one exclusions all the way through yeah Imaginary exclusions is very needed for Microsoft ads. And then we actually have Jordan Stark um, replying to question two, saying the event manager is actually pretty cool. And in response to that, Emma goes, agree, Facebook has improved the event manager tool a lot in the last couple of years. So, yeah, guys, go and use it. Much more intuitive to use and more powerful or customizable. Don't need to rely on GTM the way used to um and yeah we've got Andrew Miller then we're going um replying to question three saying LinkedIn profile targeting is amazing a huge differentiator from Google ads and even though reach is low it is a great way to layer in audiences that nobody else has um John Kagan replies to question three saying I like the way I can import their merchant center from Google just like regular campaigns but my most favorite is how I can still separate the partner network or search syndication network from O&O, and O&O, and because Google has elected to stop that ability some years back. Tim Jensen replies to question three saying, LinkedIn audiences, great for layering on plus bid adjustments. And that is what we're doing. In a way, we say that for an answer for question four. <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to say what, else, what question four is. You um, have to wait to hear it. But yeah, I feel that this is an answer that can be used for equal, either um, question three or four um and that's how we're using facebook um actually no excuse me question three is about microsoft ads linkedin audiences um putting it as a layering on for microsoft so hey here we go um although i've given you like a sneak preview as to what answers we're gonna get for the next questions anyway hang in there to see what the questions are um Sean says, um, "MSN ads, MSN display um, campaigns, basically the Microsoft equivalent to dynamic remarketing. Also, I wish it was more robust, but the LinkedIn, um, but the LinkedIn integration." Um, and Miller replies, "Question three: Obligatory search term reports. Response: Yes, because Google Ads are hiding the data, but Microsoft hasn't." Yet, oh, a touch wood, that doesn't happen. Yeah, got a wooden table next to me. Um, Cole Solderidge replies to question three, saying, uh, search terms, only a hidden gem, thanks to the big G. No, definitely not too soon, Cole. Um, and then we've got Emma Frank replying to question uh, three, saying, echoing others here, a lot of my favorite parts of Google Ads also apply to MS ads now, but also the LinkedIn targeting capabilities are awesome. So yeah, guys, check that out. Um, and then we've got some where, yeah, when Tim said LinkedIn audiences is great for layering on. Andrea was like, I just wish they allowed us to do targeting rather than observation. Oh, can you only do um, observation only? Interesting. Tim replied, that would be amazing, plus sync more types of targeting. Andrea replies, my guess is they don't do it because volume is not there. Mm, yeah, probably. But then, yeah, if we do um, targeting and do increased speed increase, that could give more volume, no? Shanelli replies, we were able to keep bids in the campaign really low, not point, um, not five, and then add the max bid adjustment. I forgot the max bid number to the industries we wanted to target, and it worked decently well. Still some impressions for the other industries, but most went to the ones we wanted. Um, so yeah, so you can do bid, in, bid adjustments based on audiences in Microsoft. I'm not sure about that. Do you guys know? Tim Jensen, um... Then uh, uh, we've got Dan Julie going on to giving us question four, saying, "What are your favorite lesser-known or hidden gems in LinkedIn?" Um, and yeah, this is a great one that I liked, and I I think everyone we were all thinking it. Kirk Williams beat us to it, saying AJ Wilcox with his handle Wilcox AJ is the hidden gem of LinkedIn, hundred um, percent. Andrea uh, Cruz replies, um, skills, I love them. People are missing out if they are not using them. So yeah, just LinkedIn, just everything. People are using them, you should use them too. Um, Oh, is it skills? Well, she says, starts with skills. I love them. Maybe skills is actually a tool in LinkedIn, is it? People are missing out if they're not using them. Um, Tim replies, yes, groups too. Plenty of ways to hit your niche outside of titles. Groups. That's a good one. That's a good shout out. John Kagan replies to the question, forcing the way it emboldens absolutely terrible vendor sales people to, um, sorry, the way it emboldens absolutely terrible vendor sales people to make the most awkward and terrible pitches ever. Yeah. (laughs) that's a sarcastic comment because that's the opposite, absolutely opposite for hitting jump. Emma replies to question three saying, this applies to both MS Ads Editor and Google Ads Editor, but I love that both will let you download statistics so you can see best or worst performers while working in bulk or offline rather than going back and forth from the interface and or Excel. And then we have Brett um, replying to question three saying, the publisher website report is very interesting. You can use it. To find poor placements and exclude them by visiting the website exclusion lists line within the shared library. And Ramilla replies to question 4 saying audiences built on company names for ABM. Easy to do in small batches, harder to do at, um, at scale unless you can find and clean company name lists from elsewhere. And then we've got Cole Soldwich replying to question 4 saying, I really like video engagement, remarketing audiences. Um I prospect with low low bids on video campaigns then remarket with content offers to 75% plus engaged. Interesting. And with Frank's replies to question four. Saying embedding links in the text or copy of sponsored email messages, i.e. multiple CTAs that recipient can use, can choose from rather than, than just relying on the CTA button. Um and then yeah, we've got um Julie then going on to question five saying, What are your favorite lesser known or hidden gems in YouTube, and I remember on Clubhouse, um, Julie mentioning before this question, saying that um, yeah, we expect um, Cole Hank. Is it Cole Hank? Oh, I'll probably uh, no Corey Hank. Sorry, Corey. Uh, we expect Corey Hank giving an answer for this, and I'll we'll get to the answer in a minute. But before that, um, we got Sean Ellie replying to question five, saying YouTube video builder. For clients with smaller budgets or no real video team, it's a great way to make a clean looking video efficiently. And then we've got Emma Franks going, um, announced question four saying, because ABM, the integration of LinkedIn campaign manager with Sales Navigator is also lovely. Um, super easy to align our marketing support with the sales team's activity and priorities. Um, John Kagan replies to question five saying YouTube shopping hands down. Do you realize that was a thing yet? Um, and then Tim Hunter replied, um, saying, um, yeah, customer match targeting and video view retargeting. Video sequencing is a fun one, too, if clients have the right assets for this. Um, and then, yeah, Kirk Williams goes from Corey Hank on Clubhouse. Earned video view is one of my favorite top remarketing lists to build out from YouTube. So take that tip. Earned video view is one of my favorite top remarketing lists to build out from YouTube. Um, and then yeah, I also said that one great tip I've heard from the awesome heads of air marketing, um, who is um, Amy McManus, I think, um, is that there's so much free views you can get before you actually start paying. So it's also always worth dipping your toe in YouTube. It's not as expensive as you think you are you, um, it is. You'll get loads of impressions, and as we know, impressions is where like the main metric starts. Of course, we want clicks, we want engagement where impressions, loads of impressions, means you'll get some clicks depending on what your conversion rate and click-through rate are. Um, and uh, yeah, and I was asking am my writing, saying that for people who use YouTube, i.e., unfortunately, not me. Um, yeah, and then we've got, um, Julie gives us question six, because I feel that there weren't that many uh, answers to question five, but maybe some come later on, yeah. Um, so question six was, what are your favorite lesson-known or hidden gems on Twitter, Snapchat, Quora, Pinterest, or TikTok, Tim Jensen replies that I've been playing with Pinterest um, at like audiences for um, a client and was pleasantly surprised with performance. Andrea Cruz replies, upload a list of your top customers and see if there's a match. That means the right audience is present in the platform. Um, Julie goes, as doing brand also likes to preach, add the pixels to your site and see if your audience is there because sometimes your assumptions about which platforms your, plat- your people are are you um your people use are wrong so again add pixels to your site and see if your audience is there because sometimes your assumptions about which platforms your people are using are wrong so yeah, don't assume. Make let the data speak for itself. Brad Badowski replies, question five, saying one thing that was brought up on Clubhouse in regards to hidden gems on YouTube is that you can use video viewer audiences throughout your campaign type. Such as such. Cole Solz, which replies, um, overlooked, I bet, but watch time. We don't do a lot of brand awareness um, at CN, but the few times I have and ran YouTube, I converted seconds watched into hours, usually an impressive number that gets um, folks excited. Those feels a bit traditional advertising. Um, Greg, which is PBC Greg, um, replies to question five, saying, um, excluding Ryan's world, uh, um, impression impression's black hole, um, does anyone use top content bid adjustment? And then we've got Emma Franks replying to question six saying for Cora phrasing headlines as questions the user would ask, i.e., how do I solve this problem? What's the value of this solution? Rather than the typical question headlines we use in search, i.e., looking for this product. Um, Ryan Benyon replies to question five saying, I'm also I'm helping out a client right now, and we are taking in a lot of the analytics that are in the ad platforms to measure video drop off placement targeting their competitors YouTube DIY channel has been huge for us and then I also replied to question six saying like this is not meant to be a plug but I can't help but bringing up um, a blog one of like yeah my biddable lead um, put together about TikTok placements and um that work for your brand so I um, yeah I'd highly advise you go into brainlabsdigital.com um site and um yeah look for the TikTok placements that work for your brand blog and i think like yeah the link is which i'll i'll, I'll put in my link tree set of links is like how to make tiktok ad placements work for you with a hyphen between each word <laughs> if you want to check that out um, um, emma franks then um, replies to question six again saying hashtagify me i had hashtagify.me is a great tool for twitter and other socials as well i imagine shows what language and terms your audience is using helpful for both targeting and creative Oh, I want to check that out. Definitely. Um, Amanda of Bauman Marketing replies saying, I have good luck promoting influencer videos. You can promote their videos even if they don't live on your brand's YouTube channel. And then Julie goes on to going to question seven, saying, "Is there a hidden gem platform that you found that you'd like to tell us all about?" Now, I was going to what my answer was because, um, yeah, we started a bit of a discussion, and I was like, when it comes to platforms, it's all about whether you've got loads of users, and then that publisher decides that okay, I'm now going to put ads on here or find a way of you know, yeah, targeting people in a certain way. And I was like, what about Slack? Could Slack be a, be a like a hidden gem platform that's going to come out soon? Who knows? <laughs> we'll see about that. Um, Jim, Tim Jensen replies to question seven saying, Tabula allows account list targeting and syncs with some pretty detailed third-party data for B2B, some pretty specific industry or job role segments. Um, Corey Hank then replies to that, has anyone tested concert.io? No, I can't say I have. Literally, it's a link, it's a URL, concert.io. I feel like there are tons of gems there, but haven't tested yet. Kirk Williams replies: I have one in Google Shopping, in all caps with a smiley face. Because yes, if Kirk is in a in a in a chat or discussion, Google Shopping has to be brought up, and we love it. Um, so he got just got pinged on this literally this a.m. and then he gives a link, um, a LinkedIn link actually, which I'll put in my link uh, link.tree, link tree link. Link tr.ee actually forward slash ppc chat underscore roundup possible way of seeing some channels and smart shopping campaigns yeah possible way of seeing some channels and smart shopping campaigns interesting um and then yeah emma franks replies um to question seven so seven first saying for video creation i've had a good experience with story blocks very simple Uh, make a tool that even a non-designer like me can put together an effective ad in a short amount of time Um, she she continues I don't think it was mentioned earlier so also giving a shout out to Spotify ads it's been over a year since I last ran a campaign but the interface is user-friendly and I've heard the targeting has improved quite a bit Too Spotify ads interesting I might check that out um, and yeah, so Julie goes, thanks for joining us today. Those are most of the answers um, we've gotten from everybody. And we've got some thanks for people who um, came in uh, through um, the clubhouse as well. And yeah, ours lasted like about five minutes longer, five, ten minutes longer. So don't worry, you didn't miss too much. Um, and that, but yeah, that was a great conversation. And I advise you to either join our Twitter discussions at 5 pm GMT or also join. Clubhouse if you're on there um, or get someone to give you an invite for that um, I think we're now going to be doing it the day after on the Wednesday at 1 p.m eastern time no 12 p.m Eastern time so 5 p.m GMT on the Wednesday the club, on Clubhouse but don't worry these um, podcasts are still going to be continuously coming out on Wednesday where I go to the roundup of all the tweets and um, all the amazing tactics that our experts are giving us. So I hope you found that very enjoyable and taking some um, great takeaways. I mean, when when our experts are talking about hidden gems, I expect your pens and notepads to be out scribbling uh, away, thing, taking gems that uh, away that you can you can use. Uh, my favorite is like the LinkedIn audience layering. Um, I think yeah, one thing that we talked about that, that we didn't really mention that I was mentioning Clubhouse about LinkedIn is um, LinkedIn or Facebook ads is about using creating a prospecting campaign and retargeting. Um, on Facebook. So it's actually like a Facebook campaign where you're using LinkedIn audiences. Um, so yeah, I think that's a nice hidden gem that I'm not sure was shared. So hope you've taken some very useful takeaways and so you were you tired, you know, currently taking notes, um, and um, you've got some great ideas to speak to your, your managers or your clients about. If you want to chat about this topic or any paid media or data analysis solutions, do get in touch with me by sending me a message or just following me on Twitter on the handle the Marketing Anu. Um, and yeah, if you want to, you want to advise a, a topic that we should be talking about, Julie is open to that. So just put that on, you know, I advise, I'd love us to talk about this handle with the hashtag PPC chat. We'd love to hear what topics you're interested for us to talk about. So remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly, there is a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep this one's kicking. Bye.